Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 269, where tonight we will do an open forum discussion. Obviously, that will still include movie talk, but we can broaden out the discussion to things that, of course, are still appropriate, as there are certain things that I cannot or am not allowed to talk about. But before going any further, please make sure that you smash that like button wherever you are. Light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. And thank you again for joining. And since this is a podcast, or eventually will be uploaded as a podcast, shout out to Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. I know I've fallen a little bit behind on those episodes. Just the other day, I was finally able to upload all of the Good Morning Asgard podcast episodes. And I apologize to anyone following on any of the major apps if you got a ton of notifications about new episodes going live. But thank you all very much for being here today. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people because the chat's already going nuts. We had Snort of Poopus Cuber. What's going on, Snort of Poopus? He was here at 6.15. He says, hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on? Cobra Viper 99. Nine is in the chat. What's going on? Thursdayth Warrior. He is one woman ready for duty. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Thank you for being here again. One of the Valkyrie, one of my mods. Thank you again so very much. And yes. Oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Lying. Bold face lying. And then trying to pretend. Like, his show is just being review-bombed. Trying to honestly say, or not, not rather, not honestly say, trying to say and trying to blame review-bombing for his show having such poor ratings. Not just on Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm pretty sure any platform that allows for user ratings. Not to mention the fact that there are real people that are actually fans of that universe. I am not one of them. I didn't grow up with Masters of the Universe the only thing, or rather the most that I know about He-Man is actually the song remix that was done like a decade ago to I Said Hey, What's Going On? And if you've never seen that before, just look up Heya 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 wherever you are and you'll, you'll, you'll find it. H-E-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A. It'll pop up. It'll be like one of the first things that pops up. It's got millions and millions of views and it's hilarious. That is about the extent of my knowledge. But even I can look at what's going on here and say, no, 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 no. You don't tell fans of a franchise, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Or, hey, this story right here, this is not true. I can guarantee you that this is not true. To double down, triple down, etc. And then when it comes out, not to be like, hey, yeah, I got you. I had to protect the story. But instead to be like, oh, you don't like it? Oh, I don't think you're a real person. I think you're just a troll. I mean... Not a good look. Not a good look, Kevin Smith. Sasha Neons, welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. And indeed, uh, Tina is correct. If you have a comment or question, you can put at Odin, no matter what platform you're watching on, whether it's YouTube, Periscope, DLive, or Odyssey, at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention. I'll read those comments out loud. And of course, if you are a YouTube member, I will read your comments out for being a member. It's one of the perks of being a member. 
GMonkey76, welcome, welcome. Andrew Hoyle, good evening to you. Late in the evening where you are in the world. Thank you so much for being here. Bifford a Hobbit in the chat, what's going on? Cacao and Cookies Minion, welcome to the chat. Craving me a chocolate chip cookie right now. Stephanie B. Hey, Stephanie B. What's going on? She is the general of my Valkyries. Longtime supporter of the channel. Longtime Valkyrie and mod. Thank you for being here. All right. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, has this to say. I wonder what 90s Jay and Silent Bob, Dante and Randall would think of present day Kevin Soymith and the choice names they'd give him. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. If you look back to his earlier films and his earlier work, a lot of the people he covers are comic fans, are uh, old-school cartoon fans. I, I mean, this dude even was a part of a huge comic series, Comic Book Men. So for him especially to be in charge of what's going on with Masters of the Universe on Netflix and then to, again, pretend like this is not his issue, or this is not something that he had control of, or that this was not a problem, really just goes to show you how far he has fallen. Because he has truly fallen far. Because I would still consider myself to be, as far as his films are concerned, an old school Kevin Smith fan. I'm still a fan of Clerks. More so a fan of Clerks 2. I know some people prefer the original Clerks. I actually prefer Clerks 2. I guess it's just a little bit more modern, a bit more clean, more production value, that kind of stuff. Plus the jokes in it are, are pretty funny. They're very inappropriate, but they're also, you know, quite entertaining. The entire sequence where they're going through the Lord of the Rings is still so iconic. And it's also kind of sad, too, because it's almost as if it was looking ahead to what Amazon was going to eventually do with the Lord of the Rings. But I would still consider myself to be an old school Kevin Smith fan. But why would I support anything he has to do from this point going forward? I already own every single film of his that I ever had a desire to own, so... Andrew Hayes, welcome back. Healy Chow, welcome back to the chat. Orange Hat Reviews, who is a member, hail to you, good sir. Thank you for being here. Golden Ration, welcome back to the chat. Duck Nation, welcome back. Thank you for being here. I've had that uh, opening logo since almost since the beginning of the streams. I used to just go live without any intro, and then very quickly I learned about Streamlabs OBS and they had free intro graphics and I looked up free uh, royalty free songs and stuff like that. So that intro has been a part of the channel for the better part of three years now, two and a half at least to three years. So yeah, I thought about eventually updating it or doing something with it. I would love to be able to learn how to design myself, like to design my own work, but I doubt that will happen because I had a lot of plans for the summer and it just didn't happen. Being, being a dad, Priorities change. Uh, Thursday the Warriors a member starting us off with some questions. Says, is there a backstory to why you are now dancing down the yellow brick road on Friday night tights? Yes. So the story is this: that was the intro or part of the intro that was used when we all were basically Perry Chan. Shout out to Perry Chan, the amazing creator of these intros. There was a stream where we were all portrayed as being women. It was because we were having a conversation and it was about, you know, toxic male and, you know, we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, wham and strong kind of stuff. And so because that was the general theme of it, uh, he decided to do this this new updated intro that was supposed to be like a special one time only intro. 
And it was where all of us were, were women, different women. And so over time, though, he's, he's consistently used the same intro from the very beginning. And obviously, I've had a name change since that time. And so the old one still has it as Odin's movie blog. It also still has me with hair. So there's just a lot of differences and changes uh, with it. And so I had asked him, hey, if, if you could, if you next time you're updating the intro or whatever, if you could just change it, that'd be great. And so he decided, because obviously I'm sure he's, I, one, I know he's crazy busy. And again, shout out to Perry Chan for always making time for us. But also, too, I know that it's not just an easy, you know, oh, just jump in and fix it, right? It would probably cause, you know, some issues or something. Uh, so it was easier for him just to cut out what he had done in the female intro <laughs> into the regular intro, which happened to have me featured as Dorothy. So that's the story about why. It is now me as Dorothy for that very reason. Uh, Deke Johnson, welcome to the chat over on DLive. Thank you for being here. Uh, James Dachier, welcome back. Mr. MH, thank you for being here. Thanks for tagging me to say hail Odin chat. God bless to all here. God bless to you, good sir. Thank you again. Alice McCarthy, who is a member, tagged to say howdy Odin. How's it going? How's Thor? Got the Jordo stuffed crust pepperoni. Uh, he ma'am show was boring two out of 10. Yeah. And again, because I don't really have a lot of attachment to the original series, I have no desire to watch it, especially now after everything that I've heard about what they do with the characters and how they crap all over the source material. But Hey, DiGiorno's stuff, crust pepperoni. It's a good choice. It's a good, good choice, man. Uh, Phonemo over on DLive. What's going on, Phonemo? Thanks for being here. Andrew Hayes, who's a, uh, who's tagged to say, Hello, sir. Haven't seen Snake Eyes yet. Debate whether or not I should. Well, based on what I've heard from hardcore fans of the original G.I. Joe, it's it just don't watch it. It's apparently just a, a not at all Snake Eyes um, in any capacity, in any way whatsoever. And Jeremy from Geese and Gamers, I would consider to be probably one of the biggest G.I. Joe fans. I mean, his whole name, D.J. Cobra, is kind of a big part of that. Uh, but obviously, he's been a big fan of it as well. He's a big collector of a lot of G.I. Joe and has always been very much invested in that universe. So having heard from him and other people that are fans of it who hate it, and then also even looking at just general reviews too, it just doesn't seem like it's something that even appeals to a lot of normie audiences either. So I, I haven't seen it yet. I might watch it just to, to review it for the channel because I don't really have a lot of knowledge of that character, of the origins of that character. Um, and again, that was just not something that I, I really grew up paying attention a lot to. So I, I kind of want to watch it just so that I can give my own perspective of like an outsider. Um, because obviously it's one thing to have an opinion from somebody who's going to have a very subjectively biased opinion because they're wanting to see the proper character uh, characterization of Snake Eyes versus someone who's going in not knowing really a whole lot about it and, you know, might just enjoy the film. So I'm considering going to see it, but there's other films I'd want to see before then. Uh, Zion Waters is eating pizza already. Glad to hear it. Dead Punk Gage, welcome to the chat. Evan S., welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Uh, hunky Chunky Funky Monkey. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Just always remember, it would never show up as message retracted in this chat. So, you think you could trick me, but you can't. 
All right, Rob D, thanks for tagging me. Rob D says, hey, Odin, ever read any H.G. Wells? I picked up the books War of the Worlds, The Invisible Man, and The Time Machine. Uh, never actually read the books. Have obviously seen the movies or variations of the films or know at least bits of the story um, when it comes to the case of The Invisible Man. I've never seen any of The Invisible Man movies all the way through. I think I've, I've seen clips of ones. I believe Kevin Bacon was in one. So I think I've seen clips of that one. And obviously I've seen some random clips of the newer edition of the film. Uh, but I've never seen like the original old school horror classic. Um, and I know that Tina's going to throw some shade at me in the chat for not having seen that. I saw the Time Machine. I saw a rendition of the Time Machine. The one that was from what? Maybe got to be over a decade ago at this point. Um, I forget the main actor that was in it. But that one I actually I liked... I actually like that one more than I thought I would. Like, I, I think back to that film, and I think there's a lot of things in here that I probably, on rewatch, wouldn't like as much. But I think the just general concept of the story is just very strong. Um, but no, I've never actually seen, or I've never actually read the original books. Snort Poopus, again, hello to you. Thank you for being here. Really do appreciate it. Um, all right. Brightburn 1985. Welcome. He says, I'm curious if you own the Back to the Future trilogy on 4K because I picked up mine at Target store months ago. Yeah, one second. Oh, so not only do I have the 4K edition, um, I have the 35th anniversary Steelbook 4K edition. Uh, shout out to the in-laws actually for this one. Mom-in-law got this for me thinking of me. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, got this on 4K Steelbook. It's a beautiful set. Uh, the one issue that I have is that even though I like the fact that they were able to put them all together in like one Steelbook set, this was like the first stage before they eventually jumped over to actually creating like the Metal Box set. So it's both a good and bad thing because the Metal Box sets have been kind of plagued by being shipped with dents or, or gaining dents over time. So it's sometimes it's hard to find ones that are actually like in great condition. So I guess this doesn't suffer from that as much since it's cardboard but also at the same time it's like i kind of would rather have you know a, a steel covering for this but yeah so yes i do love me some back to the future love it love it love it hunger chunk of hunger monkey who's a member says it's called a fabulous secret powers yes fabulous store people's cuber says just had a neighbor stop by to show me a broken sprinkler head outside of my kitchen window fun 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 <laughs> it's like how's it going neighbor yeah, it's broken ah uh, Orange Eye Reviews says, Odin, all I will say about the anorexic chimpanzee Kevin Smith is that my rage at what he did caused me to get offline after I saw the first episode. I have been a fan for decades. His crimes. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way, man. And I can understand it, right? I can understand when you are a huge fan, when you love a, you know, love source material, you love certain characters, you love certain stories, and then someone decides just to crap all over it. And it's it's not a fun thing because a lot of times you grow up with these things and and they are incredibly important to you. And a lot of these creators just have no idea and concept. They, they may have had a concept or an idea at one point in the past. Like, I think Kevin Smith understood that at one point in his life. I, I just look to his older films and it's clear that he has that nerd mentality. But it's very also, it's very clear now, especially, that he's been corrupted by the uh, woke Hollywood system. Forever Sci-Fi, what's going on? Keck44, welcome. Laura Story, hello. Welcome back. Uh, stay at York, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. Just another red shirt, absolutely. Hashtag clownfish was right. Yeah, definitely would say that he owes a big apology. 
<laughs> Many people owe a big apology to Clownfish TV. Rabbi says, I finally watched Tomorrow War last night. Great action. But yeah, the movie could barely even explain its own rules of time travel. And yeah, there's other issues too. As I mentioned, Volcano Boy is a huge problem. And again, I know some people might defend it and say, what? It's stupid fun. And it's like, yeah, but again, I go back to what's the number one defense that people have of that movie? Well, it's not woke. That's not an argument. That, that's, that's good for you to explain your subjective reasoning as to why you enjoy it or don't have issues with it. It's not a good enough reason to explain why a movie is good or that a movie is good. And that was the number one thing that people kept talking about. And still, to this day, people will defend it to say, at least it's not woke. It's like, I don't care. I want a good I want good films. I want good films that are not woke. Give give me that and I will be happy. Because <laughs> guess what? There are really good films out there that are not woke. Great example. One that I just did a review on, like the 4K edition of Quiet Place Part 2. Excellent film. A uh, film that I will be picking up in September on, on Steelbook 4K. Nobody. Another great film. Not woke. So you can have really good movies that are not woke. And those are the films that we need to be supporting. In fact, I even mentioned this a little bit in in the review I did for the 4K. Because uh, obviously I have a separate movie review for A Quiet Place Part 2. And I know that Tina's not a big fan of Emily Blunt, who's on the cover of this. But here's the thing. This is a very pro-family film. I mean, think about how the fact in the first film, they have a baby during this time period. And they are all about protecting that baby. I mean, that's in, by itself is already very pro-family. Then you look to the fact that they they focus on the family dynamic in both films so much. And John Krasinski, even in his own reasoning, says the first film was a love letter to his kids. It was dedicated to his kids. And then this film, and it was really awesome to see some of the behind the scenes of this movie, because it, he goes into how the first film was all about love that that we have as parents for kids this film is now about kids having to do things on their own because there's a time when kids have to start growing up there's a time when kids have to start realizing they can't rely on the love of their parents forever and i just love that dynamic but those are the types of movies that we need to be supporting for me hunger says smith was always overrated now he's overrated a liar a shill and an ass well again as i said I am still a fan of his earlier movies. I still think they're good. Um, because I I know not everyone can, but I can separate art from the artist. And so that's why, for instance, I know there's a very good argument to be made. And we actually had a discussion about this. Tina brought up a lot of good points uh, about uh, people like um, uh, Woody Allen, for instance. For me, though, I can separate art from the artist and I can still very much enjoy most of the movies he's made. And again, everyone's going to be a little bit different with that. But yeah, even though he's he's absolutely an ass, I can still enjoy his earlier films. Uh, 8 bits Nate Boy says Kevin Smith equals actual man baby. Yeah, pretty much the very definition. I mean, the fact that he cries at every single thing that ever happens is pretty crazy. All right. Alex McCarthy says, ironically, Clerks 3 starts filming in a week. Well, lately his attitude has been crap. Hopefully for me, at least he keeps his BS out of Clerks 3, like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, I mean, Jay and Silent Bob reboot was not the best film that, that could have been made. But yeah, I, th- I think you're right where if he's able to at least kind of, you know, temper himself. Here's the thing. I don't think he will. Based on what he's done with this and based on his reaction to the fans who are having issues with it, I just don't see how there's any chance 
that that Clerks 3 is somehow going to survive. I really don't. Uh, General Wingster, welcome back to the chat. And thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, Andrew Hoyle is a member, says, have to say, the superimposed heads on the intro on FNT is miles better than the one for the Taskmaster reveal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Perry Chan can uh, outdo a lot of what we see in modern Hollywood. Uh, Chris Gale, what's going on? Says, I went to the Dune IMAX preview on Wednesday, and it was completely packed. I'm super excited for the movie now. Nice, dude. Very cool. Uh, so was that just like a preview of the actual film, like like just clips, like a clip or so, like an opening scene? I think I'd heard about that, and it's not not an actual like showing of the movie. I imagine that they probably wouldn't be showing a film this early. Sometimes they do test screenings, but that just seems a bit early. But yeah, I think that the newest trailer is actually really good. Uh, I actually did a trailer reaction for my uh, local Patreon subscribe star peeps at the uh, Keeper of the Bifrost level and up for YouTube as well. Uh, Snort Poop is Cuber. What's going on? He says, is there a collection of Perry Chan intros and shorts somewhere? I believe on Nerdrotic Daily there might be. Um, I don't know if they're all together. I do know that there's been a couple of episodes on Friday Night Tights when we have had uh, collections of intros uh, either at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show. Uh, Stephanie B says, whatever do you meme, Odin? Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I see what you did there. Marvelous Death, what's going on? Says, have you heard of the movie Old? People are trapped on a beach in age a year for every half hour by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I, I have. And here's my issue. The trailer reveals way too much. To be honest, I, I kind of wish that even in the plot synopsis, they didn't tell us about the aging or or, or, or tell us the, the whole, I, I guess, don't tell us the complete breakdown of how the aging works like oh it's it's you know a year for every 30 minutes i I think that that's something that would have been a lot better and would have been a lot more entertaining if we were surprised by that or if that was something that was revealed when we actually watched the movie and unfortunately that just is not the case so i've not seen it yet i've been wanting to i just couldn't work it out with my schedule this week so i'm gonna try and actually go to see that movie that is that is one of the films i want to see before snake eyes (laughs) by by leaps and bounds because I know uh, my friend John Flickinger, the Flick Pick, I know he watched it. He got to see an early screening of it. And he said that he actually, for the most part, enjoyed it. He didn't find the ending to be bad. So um, based on his review, I'm totally open to seeing it. Now, whether it's going to be good or not, I honestly don't know. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, just another red shirt who's a member says, I never watched He-Man, and I hadn't heard of Kevin Smith before this. Really, dude? Interesting. Uh, but his behavior towards Clownfish TV and his former fans has been despicable. Oh, totally agree with you there. Totally agree with you there. But no, I would still say, you know, films like Clerks, Clerks 2, uh, Mallrats. Mallrats, dude. I can't, I'm sorry. I, I love Mallrats too much. Like, the whole sequence of of the sailboat and the schooner and ah, it's just so good. Anyway, uh, Gary Banjo sandwich. What's going on, man says blood red sky is a film out to be seen ASAP. Is it really? Where is blood red sky available? Good, sir. I want to say it was you or someone else had mentioned that at one point, uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on? Good, sir. He's one of the chosen of Valhalla. Uh, Laura, Says, sorry if you mentioned this already, but are you going to see old? Actually, just 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 actually said it. But yeah, absolutely, Laura. Absolutely. And 
Laura, you're you're a chosen and you're a mod, so I don't mind when when y'all uh, repeat stuff. Sasha Neons, how dare you? Don't let him influence you. Hunky chunky. You're influencing everybody now. James Ashier, which do you think is better, Roger Rabbit or Space Jam? I pick Roger Rabbit. Uh, OG Space Jam versus Roger Rabbit? Oh, Roger Rabbit. Easily. I mean, I like Space Jam and all. It's a classic from my childhood. Grew up watching it. But hey, I also grew up watching Roger Rabbit. Uh, I remember whenever... (laughs) Random story. Whenever at my old house, or when I was growing up, we would have our carpets, like, clean. Like, once every few months, my mom would be like, all right, and we need to get these carpets clean because we had dogs always. And they would, you know, randomly make messes. Or we would bring something onto the carpet and make messes. And so she would, like, you know, have a treat, as it were. And instead of cleaning it herself, she would bring in, you know, the Stanley steamer. And so what we, in order to do that, though, we'd have to take all the furniture off. And so our living room was just, like, this wide-open space. So every time we would do that, we would literally run around... <laughs> In a circle, on the carpet because we could, imitating the Roger Rabbit scene when his butt's on fire in the kitchen and he's running around the kitchen. So that that's how much we loved that movie and how many... Uh, we watched that film so many times, too. And obviously, as kids, like we didn't get a lot of the references and jokes that were being made. And that's why I really love that movie a lot more than Space Jam because there's just so much adult humor and mature humor in that movie. Not to mention the cast. I mean, Christopher Lloyd alone... In one of his many iconic roles, uh, there's so much to like about it. Uh, Crisco, yes, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, Time Machine 2002 starring Guy Pierce. 2002? It's almost been 20 years. Holy crap, it's almost been 20 years since Time Machine with Guy Pierce. I'm feeling old. I'm feeling old, man. Anyway, Evan S. says, I'm debating getting General, General Sows or Hawaiian pizza for dinner. Um, do not get Hawaiian pizza, because Hawaiian pizza, if I'm not mistaken, has pineapple on it. And if you've seen my new t-shirt on Teespring, you know, pineapple on pizza equals anathema. Anyway, Tina, <laughs> uh, what am I going to throw shade at you about when it comes to an old movie? I was sipping my martini, Suri, that I hadn't seen the original Invisible Man like I haven't seen many of the original uh, Universal Monster films. Uh, hunky chunky monkey, hunky chunky funky monkey says, "Never seen the original horror classic. Must be an '80s movie then." <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Hayes, had to say, "Do you think someone who hasn't seen the first Quiet Place movie can go into the sequel and still enjoy it?" Probably, but you're gonna want to watch the first one anyway because one, it's better. Like both are good, but the way I would look at it is the first film is an A, solid A. Second film is an A minus, borderline B plus. So they're both good, but I would say you're going to want to have that first movie because it's going to give you frame of reference. It's going to introduce you to the world of the movie um, and of the of the universe that's being built. So I would say watch the first one. Uh, Soul Assassin, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, James Dashier says thoughts on the movie Lincoln. I think the movie was very boring. It was incredibly boring. However, it's got a very solid performance. Um, in that film, and I, I do like the performances in that movie. I think the acting in that film is spectacular. I think the uh, makeup and costume design is fantastic. But yeah, pacing is a bit of a mess, for sure. And uh, that, that kind of cuts into the time being a bit of an issue. So I would definitely, I would definitely agree with you there. 
<laughs> All hail Odin legs. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Zine Waters says Guy Pierce was the lead. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. Let's see. General Wingster tagged to say, I don't have the 4K, but I got the Back to the Future 30th Anniversary Trilogy set. Yeah, I actually do have, I have another set, which is, I believe it's the 30th, 25th or 30th Anniversary Edition, and it's the one that has the flux capacitor on the front, and actually when you press the button, it, it lights up. So, uh, by the way, yeah, the someone I think I saw mentioned in the chat, that uh, 4K set, I believe, or not that Steelbook set, but the 4K trilogy set for Back to the Future is on sale right now. That was actually something I'm thinking about doing. Either I'm going to try and pitch it to Geeks, to Geeks and Gamers, or I'm just going to do it on my own channel. But I'm thinking of doing a once-a-week breakdown of the best deals. Current, uh, specific, Usually deals on Amazon Best Buy usually go live on Sundays. And um, I've always talked about the app of what I use to follow deals and to track sales and, and prices and stuff. You can also uh, actually list your collection and everything. But I'm actually thinking about doing like an official video because I was like, I know a lot of people out there that are collectors and, and would probably like to know various things being on, uh, being on sale. So be on the lookout for that. By the way, I did not forget you, CC Thorne. Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Thank you very much. Sorry it took me 12 minutes to get to it, um, but I knew that it would be popping up in the chat, and I wanted to make sure I could highlight it on screen. So he says, Hail, dude! You are our Lord Commander in the next crusade against the woke. I will bring a sword and pizza. Keep up the good content. Well, thank you, CC Thorne. I very much appreciate the super chat and the love. Uh, thank you, man. I really do. It really does mean a lot to me. And yes, as long as we have pizza and I have a sword, we're good to go. We're good to go. We're good to go into battle and take some peeps down. General Wingster says, not woke equals does not equal not good. Cena Moral Combat 2021. Exactly. It may not be very woke. It's also not very good. There's a lot of films that feel that way. I would argue Godzilla vs. Kong is in that category too. Thanos of the that says, you should watch Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man 1951. They did a series on meeting the classic monsters. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know of the Abbott and Costello series of films where they're meeting different people. That at least I do know of. Um, all right. Uh, Brian Barr, thanks for tagging. He says, thoughts on Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, we actually just brought him up in Lincoln. So I think he's an incredibly talented actor who sadly chose a terrible film to end his career on. Phantom Thread is such a bore. It's just not entertaining at all. And even his performance is it's fine because he's Daniel Day-Lewis. But, I mean, he has had such better performances. There Will Be Blood, Gangs of New York. I mean... So many other greater performances than that. And sad that that was the film that he ended his career on. Uh, Gary Benjo Sandwich. Smith just got woke and lost his mojo. Seriously. I feel like we need to go back in time to recapture his mojo. Thirsty Warrior. A paraphrase. If you can keep from going woke when all about you are and canceling you, you'll be a man. I don't know. Is it, what, what? I'm very confused <laughs> Anyway, Jonathan the Red Shirt says, I'll second Thanatos, but my recommendation would be Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let me head over to uh, Odyssey. Got a couple people watching over there. Uh, 2B, what's going on? Thank you very much for being on Odyssey. Appreciate the love. Light up that fire button if you, if you so please. Remember to tag at Odin if you have a comment or question, no matter where you're watching. Uh, Andrew Hayes had to say, I don't think Hollywood can make good movies anymore, woke or not. Sure, one or two will slip through, but in general, not so much. And as I said, there are good films that come out 
And I would say that the vast majority of movies that come out are actually not woke. Um, it, it's, it's really a question of whether they're good films and not woke. And I would say that there's definitely a, a lacking of good films that are not woke, unfortunately, coming out of Hollywood nowadays. But there are still films. As I said, Nobody is an incredibly solid movie. Quiet Place Part 2, incredibly solid movie as well. And there, again, there's other films that I haven't seen yet. I know that a lot of people have said that they liked Pig. I, I know that some people have liked Old. It's a kind of just like M. Night Shyamalan's history of movies. It's it's divisive, um, but it's the good kind of divisive, I guess. It's, it's one of the films where it's divisive because people don't know whether it's good or not or whether they like it or not. And I, I would rather that kind of division than it be over, you know, woke identity politics or anything like that. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, welcome back to the chat. Uh, Brightburn1985 says, To be perfectly honest, I never respected Kevin Smith. I just found him to be annoying, especially in Live Free or Die Hard. Anyway, I'm curious if you enjoyed parts of Zack Snyder's Justice League film. Wow, of all the questions. Uh, I've <laughs> Also, where have you been, man? I- I'm going to make it very clear. I don't like Zack Snyder. I've never liked his work. Um, the only film that I was originally a fan of was 300, and that's when I was in high school and didn't know any better, and then as I grew up and realized that that film objectively is just awful, now there's no film of his that I can think back to that I've seen that I thoroughly enjoy. Like, even everyone always brings up, well, his Dawn of the Dead, well, his Dawn of the Dead, it's like, okay, he's made one film that people can actually defend, and even that film, I think arguably is not one of the best films of that genre. It might be a strong first outing. I mean, I think it might be a strong directorial debut for a big film, but then that film obviously got to his head and he's made nothing but crap since. And I know that my Valks especially don't agree with me on that. I know a lot of people still love the memes and Hey, I'm all about the memes and this is Sparta. That's awesome. That's great. But I'm never going to want to watch that film again. I, I don't, I don't want to see that movie ever again. You add on top of that how he treated the Phantom Menace, how he treated Geeks and Gamers after everything that happened when thousands upon thousands of dollars were raised for charity and then he just throws everyone under the bus. It's like, I'm sorry, there's nothing from his past that I can really attach myself to and there's nothing in the present that I can attach myself to. So was there anything that I liked in the new Justice League? Not really. It was just a longer version of Justice League with new cuts and new shots that we had never seen before and still the same old, crappy Zack Snyder storytelling. And if you want proof positive of that fact, go ahead and watch the other film that came out the same year, or within a year, of that longer extended cut of Justice League called Army of the Dead. If you want to have an example of how he is not a good storyteller. I know that a lot of people are all about restoring the Snyderverse. Why? What What's good about the Snyderverse? Honestly, BVS is garbage. Man of Steel was the best film that he did, and even that film, there's so, there's so many things that happen in it where you're like, uh, this is not Superman, or that, uh, that's that's not Jonathan Kent. So even the best thing he's done in the DCEU is still not all that great. So again, I don't under personally, I just don't understand why he gets so much love, why people are so obsessed with restoring the Snyderverse, because for me, it's like, no, no, no. If we're going to do anything as far as the general tone and feel from that universe, why aren't we talking more about Shazam? Shazam, let's be honest, Shazam is the best and most entertaining film that has been put out in the DCEU. 
Not DC Comics or not DC-inspired films, but in the official DCEU canon, Shazam is the only film that's really worth talking about. Some people will talk and say, oh, Aquaman was fun. Yeah, the CGI was completely trash. I know people may not like that. Hot take. But hey, I'm open and honest here. I'm open and honest. All right. Thirsty the Warrior <laughs> says, hey, Kevin Smith, silence is violence. Therefore, Silent Bob is a murderer. Boom. Got him. Got him. Uh, Tom Fox, what's going on, Tom? Thank you for being a member. Uh, he says, that EFAP, that EFAP look, looks actually good, but I'm staying here. Hey, well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Didn't know that they were live. Uh, Tina B says, Josiah's review is quite good and thoughtful. For which movie? I need context. Uh, Steve York says, Kevin Smith is Hollywood's biggest Karen. He ruins He-Man, and when fans tell him he's ruined He-Man, he acts like they slid down his chimney Christmas morning and pissed on his kid. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Uh, Rassi Shaga for what's going on. Tina B. Says, I should have given you context. Josiah's review of old was quite good and insightful. He enjoyed it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah. So it sounds like there is yet another film that probably does not cross. Because I feel like when it comes to M. Night Shyamalan, he typically doesn't fall into woke. It's mostly just a, he either makes a good movie or he makes a bad movie. <laughs> uh, Daniel Thornover on DLive. What's up? He says, I'm surprised I liked old since... Uh, so since this was good, does that mean his next one will be a skipper? You see, he's not that consistent. He really isn't, because he had a slew of films in a row that were just not good until he made Split, which broke the trend. And then, unfortunately, then he did Glass, which was not terrible. It wasn't the worst film he'd ever done, but it's nowhere near as good as Split was. So he is just so all over the place as a filmmaker. As McCarthy says, according to EVS, he did the comics drawing at the beginning of Mallrats. Oh, interesting. Nice. Slash Neons. Don't be corrupted by the hunky chunky. Just as I say that, he says, am I being a corrupting influence again? I do hope so. Hey, copper. What you doing over there? Over in the UK, brother? I apologize to every other UK brethren out there except the hunky chunky monkey. Uh, Daniel Thorne, I heard people didn't like the second half of Blood Red Sky, but loved the first half. Again, I've not seen it yet. Haven't really heard a whole lot about it either. Where is it uh, located? Thursday the Warrior, yes, great line in that movie. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Boom, absolutely. So many great things. General Wingster says, Odin, in order to gain eternal life, you must... General Wingster. You troll. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, Blood Red Sky is on Netflix and the high seas. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that information. I appreciate it. Uh, Tom Fox, who's a member, says, I ate pizza maybe 10 times in my life, and I'm 27, he says. Dang, dude. You need more pizza in your life, man. Joey Horn, what's going on? I know. I know. And Tina's going to follow up and say the same thing. Yes, you need to see the original Invisible Man with Claude freaking Reigns, directed by James Whale of Frankenstein fame. Reigns is great. Well, Claude Reigns is great in pretty much everything he does. Gary Banjo Sandwich has never seen the Invisible Man. He is behind you. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Tina B says, no, Domino's Hawaiian pizza doesn't have pineapple, at least not here in my hometown. 
what in the world is on it? <laughs> that just makes me ask all kinds of questions. It's like if, if there's no pineapple on it, then what what's on it that makes it Hawaiian? Uh, Daniel Thorne, what happens if someone hacks your pizza time Odin shirt and replaces pepperoni with pineapple? Um, uh, that would be evil. That would be evil and incredibly upsetting. By the way, shout out to the Banshee. Uh, who did my artwork for the Pizza Time Odin shirt. I now have a plethora of new animated Odins, um, some with pizza, some not, but it conveys all the different types of emotions. And I used the first of the new ones, actually, in my latest video when I did my breakdown of The Quiet Place Part 2 4K. Uh, and it's the me with the hearts, because I loved it. I love the movie, and I love the 4K. Uh, Damien Wonky 55 Welcome back. Thank you again for being a member on the channel. Slice of Neons, you are terrible. How dare you? Uh, CC Thorne, again, thank you so very much for the super chat. I really do appreciate it. Let us see. Brian Barth tagged and said, Do you think Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the GOATs? Greatest actors of all time? Yeah. I don't think that's a question. Like, I think it's a question. The only place that's a question is... Where do you put him on the list? There's no doubt that he's one of the greatest actors of all time. It's rather where do you put him on that list? Because he's going to be somewhere in that like top, at least the top 100. And I know that might sound very broad, but when you think about all of the actors that have existed in history, 100 is actually not as much as you would think. The Wake Down, what's going on? Says Hope All is Well. Can't stick around for this one, but here's a like. Thank you very much for dropping the like button. Or rather, <laughs> dropping a like. Smashing the like button. Appreciate it. Daniel Thorne is alone on D-Live. Very sad. Very, very, very sad. Sizer, dude, please. I, I get it. I get it. But I, I've seen this message now a thousand times with the whole message not retracted stuff. Remember that if you retract something for real on YouTube, it still stays in this chat. So, uh, anyway. Laura says, I hope everyone's having a nice Saturday. I agree. Hopefully, everyone's having a very beautiful Saturday. Very beautiful Saturday. Tom Fox, as a member, says, Have you ever streamed with Robert Meyer Burnett? I think uh, it would be a great stream. I actually haven't. And, yeah, I typically don't do a lot of collaborations, at least on the main channel. Because if you've ever seen my chosen streams, you know it's very hard for me to focus on chat and guest. And I typically, especially when I have people on, especially with my chosen, I prioritize them. And that's typically how I would be if I had someone else on. I've had interviews before where I've had people on. Uh, Cameron Pasha, I had on for an interview. Uh, John Fligginger, uh, before we started doing our podcast together, I actually started, that relationship had started with me asking him to uh, jump on for an interview as well. So I'm not totally against those, but I, I typically, as I said in my streaming, especially since I have to be more limited in my schedule, especially during the vast majority of the year, like the school year, um, with everything going on as a teacher, I, uh, yeah, I have to, you know, make choices and I, I would much rather spend the time with the chat, but yeah, I mean, if he ever invited me on, I'd be no problem. Cause I think Robert, Byron, Robert Meyer Burnett RMB is solid. He is solid. <laughs> okay. I just got to the part, uh, <laughs> where people got very mad about my commentary about 300. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> which I knew was going to happen. Uh, again, everyone's going to have a different opinion on that. Gary Banjo Sandwich says Kevin Smith is online and his chat uh, and has chat off. Are you serious, Gary Banjo Sandwich? Dude, he has chat off. What about his likes and dislikes? Did he turn that off too? Because I bet he's getting ratioed to hell unless he turned those off too. By the way, boom, a couple super chats just came in. Thank you all so very much. I will get to those uh, when they come up in the chat, hopefully. Appreciate it. Uh, Laura Story says, your daily reminder that Dawn of the Dead was written by James Gunn. So how much credit does Snyder get? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, so even when you go back to a film like Dawn of the Dead, he, he didn't write it. He didn't build the world. Yeah, he directed it. I, again, I don't really know much about how much of the world building he did as far as like the visuals or if it, a lot of it was given by James Gunn in the scripts or if a lot of it was helped with the cinematographer. But that was long before he became like that all-encompassing presence controlling almost every aspect of filmmaking, which is when he really started to fall downhill. Uh, Tom Fox says, 300 is a new Steelbook edition here in the UK. Hey, if you like the film, might be a good pickup. For me, I'd rather spend it on something else. By the way, I am planning on running by a Best Buy sometime this week because it's my last week off before school starts because we actually have meetings starting in two weeks, technically. So, um, But there's this beautiful steel book, and I was recently uh, gifted it um, by someone on the channel, uh, Matthew Highland. Shout out again to Matthew Highland, who got me the steel book, the new steel book for Sicario. It's so beautiful and gorgeous, so I think I'm going to try and pick up a few of those and do some giveaways in the future with that. Uh, Brightburn says, I just think the part in Zack Snyder's Justice League where Barry Allen literally rewinds time is good and it should have been in the theatrical cut. And again, I think that if you are a fan of the universe and you don't mind the style of Zack Snyder in general, you're, you're going to find you're going to find something that you like. For me, it's a problem with the style. Like, that that's really what comes down to it is that you look to the things that he does in his movies and if you don't like the style that he has then it's going to be very hard to find anything that's really fun uh tom fox hey i'm glad that you like the snyder cut i'm glad that you like it is it better than the original absolutely but the fact that it took him four hours to make a passable movie like in my opinion the original justice league is like a d minus f level film for him to make a C, C-plus level movie and it have to take him four hours in order to get that kind of level, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's very hard for me to defend that kind of a movie. Not to mention, again, the fact that in his real-life persona, he has treated so many uh, people so poorly. People who have helped support, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing, too, because I know a lot of people who came to his defense saying, well, you know, he's, you know, in Hollywood, etc., and it's like, it was a charity for suicide awareness and prevention. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if that's something that, which I know it, I know that has to be important to him because of his family experience, the fact that he would allow or let anything taint his vision of what is happening with all of the money being raised and, and still throw people under the bus is that it's just ridiculous. Not to mention there's an interview that happened not long after that where he basically laughs. It's like he laughs and even jokes about having done that. So, yeah, I, I don't think that he's a good guy. He's not a talented filmmaker. I didn't like him even before that. That just gave me even more reason to not like the guy. So, yeah. New number two, welcome back. 
Thank you for being here. Uh, Andrew Hoyles, a member, says, Shazam was great. 100% agree it's the best DCEU movie. Exactly. Because if we're talking about DC film, it's obviously Dark Knight or Batman Begins. But if we're talking about DCEU, Shazam is, uh, you know, I would I would argue it ob- objectively the best of the DCEU films that have been put out. I wish Joker was a part of that universe, but it's been confirmed that it's it's in the universe, but it's not in the universe. And that's the other problem with the DCEU is that it's such a mess because there's so many films coming out. We talked about this a little bit on Friday Night Tights where there's going to be like three different Batman projects all in work. Like we got the Batman film coming out what this year. I think it's still pegged to come out this year or next year. And then there's, um, no, sorry, not, not that. There's two Superman projects currently being worked on. And it's like, you got that going on, but then you also have, there's a show version of Superman with Superman and Lois, which is actually a good show. So DC is just a giant mess. You know, I think Marvel is not much better. I mean, because Marvel's just decided to go down this really awful track. But at the, at the same time, I can at the very least say, Marvel at the very least, as far as what's being released, where it's being released, as far as like control, at the very least, they've got that going for them. Like DCEU can't even, like the DC universe can't even get that going. Uh, Rob D says, Universe at least had a plan and direction. Star Wars under Disney had neither. Warner Brothers as a, as a company has neither. And again, people always will say that, but I look at the movies and I say, yeah, you could argue there's a plan, but the plan sucks, dude. I'm sorry. No one can defend. I'll tell you one thing that nobody can defend, and that is the casting that Zack Snyder did for Lex Luthor. You can't defend that casting. Even the people that say, well, it's not technically Lex Luthor, it's Lex Jr. Still, the guy going by Lex Luthor, and it was the worst choice for a villainous character. There is no defense of that. And I I rewatched Batman v Superman around the same time as Justice League Extended Edition uh, Snyder Cut. And I was like, let me look at it again. Let me see. Did I, did I miss something in this extended edition? And it still had that terrible rendition of Lex Luthor. Zack Snyder allowed that to happen. He didn't see a problem with it. That, that was something he liked. So it's like, oh, he had, a, he had a direction. Yeah, guess what was a part of that direction? Really bad decisions. So you might have a direction. Doesn't mean it's a good one. <laughs> uh, P. Both. Ulo. Welcome to the chat. Uh, Brian Bartag to say, thoughts on Marlon Brando? Um, always random questions, Brian, but Marlon Brando is great. He's solid. Great, solid actor. Uh, Tom Fox says, Aquaman wasn't even fun. It was just not woke and had Momoa top topples. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Tom Fox. Thank you. I agree. It was a, it was a it was a digital mess. It was so artificial because almost every single thing on screen that you saw was a visual effect CGI. Um, let's see, Thomas Preston, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, Evan S says, "Why are you watching Modern Junk? There's 80 years of good films to watch. Also, Captain Marvel is the best movie that the DCEU has released. Yeah, absolutely. I understand what you mean by that." Shazam! Agreed. But it's because there are still some pretty good movies coming out. There are good ones that are coming out. But I would agree, there's also a large, large plethora, large plethora of films from the years. And that's why I've been doing my retro reviews as well. 
I don't know what this is. I can't read this name for some reason. It's like P both or is it P bot Hulu P bot Hulu. Is it supposed to be P bot Hulu? I don't know. He says here, I'm predicting a regular Hollywood trash fire for the new Dune. What say you? Uh, ben Garrisert will be stunning and brave. Shani will be leading Paul on his quest to be uh, whatever. I would disagree initially. And that's because, and I've mentioned this several times before, I am a huge fan of Denis Villeneuve. I, I love every film that I've seen from him. I've enjoyed. I know that not everyone agrees with that. I know that some people have issues with the films that he makes. I think he's brilliant. And after seeing the most recent trailer, I, I am willing to give it a chance. Now, could it be bad? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But I have not seen a film that I have not liked of his yet. So this could be the first one, but because there is a record there, um, I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. It's kind of similar to the Russo brothers, right? I was willing to give the Russo brothers a chance with Endgame because everything else they had done in the MCU had been pretty solid. And then Endgame came out, and it was terrible, and it was like, yeah. So, that I lost my confidence in them. <laughs> Uh, Rob D says, Odin, do you like Gatorade? Any favorite flavors? Yeah, Gatorade. I like Gatorade and I like Gatorade and Powerade, I guess. They're both fine. They're both fine. Uh, I guess orange. Typically, I go with lemon lime, if I would say it. Mark Lizeth says, Kevin Smith is on YouTube right now. Uh, and he said, love or hate Masters of the Universe, the best performance is Orko, who they killed off. That... Now he's just, I mean, the fact that not only does he do what he's doing, but the fact that he's also basically now, like, trolling his fans, it's like, dude, why, do you think anyone's going to see anything that you make in theaters or anything that you create from this point forward? Oh, great. You just won over the woke crowd. Good for you. You realize that in real life, it's a very small portion of people that actually consume products. Good for you, Kevin Smith. Tina B says, Domino's here has spinach, various cheese, and other mozzarella peppers. You can order pineapple if you want, but I never would. But then that's not a Hawaiian pizza. Which, I mean, again, it's a good thing that they don't actually have it, but it's not a Hawaiian pizza at that point. Marble Dog, what's going on? Snort of Poopus, who's a member, says, does this Hawaiian pizza come with a whole suckling pig and tiki torch? Now, if it had pork in it, that'd be pretty great. Zine Waters says, do you find that some of the really good actors stop trying as hard once they get famous for being good actors? I think Meryl Streep has gone downhill in the last decade. Yeah, I, I would agree to an extent because I think that there are still some good performances that she has given. Um, I'm trying to think. There was the film uh, Julia and Julia. She played Julia Child. And I think that she did a pretty good job. She also did a film called, was it Florence Foster Jenkins? And I thought that her performance in that was also pretty good. So, yeah, I, I would. I think that it's that some actors get to a point in their career where they're so comfortable and well off that they're willing to do cash grab movies and films that aren't as good, if that makes any sense. All right, Joey Horn, thank you again for the $20 Sasa Super Chat. Thank you, man. He says, for my Catholic brother, keep up the good work. Joey Horn, thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate it. You're awesome. And thank you very much for that super chat and for the support. All right. Uh, Peabot Hulu. I think is how I said that name. Peabot Hulu. Uh, thank you very much for the $10 Aussie super chat. He says, I am predicting a regular Hollywood trash. Okay, so... <laughs> 
I do get to chat, so if you read the... I have this little ticker down here for a reason, because it explains how to contact me, and also that I fall behind in the chat. Um, so this is actually the same comment that I've actually already read. Um, but again, I'll go back and, and restate it that I, I, again, going back to the upcoming Dune film, I don't think um, it will be a trash woke fire. But that's just based on the history of the, of of Denis Villeneuve, which could totally be ruined by this film, for all I know. But I'm going to trust it. Wow. Uh, Pebo Thulu. All right, so I saw that in the live chat. Pebo Thulu. Okay. Pebo Thulu. I will try to remember that. But thank you again for the super chat. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, dude. Uh, as Bradley says, I know one collaboration you haven't done, you versus Anna on Avatar. That's right. We were supposed to do a versus on Avatar. We were supposed to do a versus on The Shape of Water as well. And, uh, yeah, it just never happened. Both both of us just had other things going on. Um, Let's see. do all right, just another red shirt who's a member says, Smith turned the chat off, but not the likes and dislikes, so he just got another downvote. Boom, nice. I bet the ratio is awful. Uh, the Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What's going on? Says, hi, Odin. What's up? Prepping for school yet? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my summer. There's a reason why we have those first, like, four days of the week, not this week, but next week, where we just have meetings, and they don't last all day. That That's when I go into prep mode. And the reason why is because this will be my sixth or seventh year teaching. So I already have, and I'm teaching the same subject this year that I've been teaching the last two years at, at my current school. So I already have all of my PowerPoints done and all I just need to, all I really need to do is just sit down and just work out the actual day to day, um, with the schedule. And yeah, so I, it's one of those days where it's like, nah, I kind of want to be able to stay in summer mode for just a little bit longer. And then once that week starts, then I'll be having to hunker down. That's just how I work. Alrighty. Well, please make sure that you smash that like button. Thursday Warrior says, I got in three downvotes on Smith. Dang. Multiple accounts much? Um, let's see. Again, if you have a comment or question, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Um, unless you are, of course, a member on the channel, in which case... You don't have to. It's one of the perks. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Pandemic sending directors mad. Snyder and Smith, who is next? Uh, again, since it's been brought up a lot, maybe it's Denis Villeneuve. May- maybe he will be sent off next. It seems like it's going for everybody, unfortunately. Uh, this is how Stephanie B deals with confrontation. Uh, <laughs> especially when I go off on rants about Zack Snyder. <laughs> I love Lamp. I love Lamp. I'm I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry about that, um, Stephanie B. Sorry, uh, Baba Yogi. What's going on? Thank you very much for being over on Odyssey again. No matter where you're watching, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment if you have a comment or question, or if you are a YouTube member. Uh, Storybooks Cuber says I must pre- I much prefer the true story of Thermopylae to any graphic novel or movie knockoff. Boom. Yeah, I think that's also a, a good take. I think that's a pretty good take too. Uh, Alien Ogre, what is going on? Thank you very much. And I agree, yeah. I I wouldn't say that she was a terrible choice, 
but I wouldn't say that she's a good choice. Uh, Brightburn95 says, Christopher Nolan saw something in Zack Snyder because he chose him for Man of Steel and he immediately regretted it when Kal-El killed General Zod, but by then it was too, a little too little too late. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken from what my memory serves, he was a lot more involved in the beginning and then as the vision started to go down the road, so basically as as people have been defending, once he started to develop his vision for the DCEU, he was like, okay. Like, because, again, he was an executive producer. So he was still a part of it, but he was not as involved as some people, I think, give him credit for. Yeah, not not very good. Uh, Mark Lizette, thank you for the update on that. So 622 downvotes over on his stream versus 472. Oh, those those are... Th- those are rookie numbers, man. Uh, Rome is Falling says Aquaman 2 is going to tank. Uh, it could. I don't even know when that film is, is pegged to come out. And it really comes down to actually... It's not even that the film's going to be... I don't think the film's going to be good, just because I didn't like the first one. But I gave the first one a C plus. Like, it was a slightly above average film, but it wasn't, you know... Eh. And as Tina said in the next comment, Momoa's, Momoa topless... And the female demographic is what made that film as successful as it was. Let's just be honest about that. Um, (laughs) But I would say Aquaman 2 in any major big budget film for the next two to three years is going to have a very difficult time making money at the box office. And the reason why is because of the state and the fact that even experts are saying we're not going to get back to 2019 levels, which, remember, we're already pretty low for the box office's history but we're not going to get back to that until 2023 2024 so anything coming out that's a huge 100 million dollar plus budget film doesn't have a very good chance of making its money back and never let the giant numbers coming out of china fool you into thinking that a film is successful remember films like fast nine godzilla versus kong yeah they're showing a very high number but when you remember that the studio is only getting 25 percent of that number out of China, that number drops dramatically. And then you take into account the cost of the film, the cost of marketing. There's cost of marketing that we actually don't even know because a lot of these films were delayed as well. So, yeah, I would say it's a big problem for a lot of films going on in the future, for sure. Yes, plethora. A plethora of piñatas. Tom Fox says, I don't mind Lex, but can see why people do. How can... How can you not, man? How can you not? I'm going to be like a, a more nerdy version of the Joker, pretty much is what his performance was. And actually, it's just he does it in every single film. He's the same character in every single film. Why? <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, let's see. Lance. Lance Mala, what's going on? Says, did you catch any of this week's happenings in the world of wrestling? Do you plan on watching SummerSlam at the very least? Uh, dude, I haven't watched a wrestling show and that's even including AEW in over eight months. And if I was going to go back to anything, it would be AEW. I've given up everything on the WWE. Because every time Alex McCarthy, who still watches, every time he gives me an update, I'm like, it's the same old crap. It's the same old crap. Why would I want to watch Roman Reigns at the top of the ticket? It was bad when it first started. It's bad now. Like, okay, they turned him heel. He he's the problem is is not even that he he should have been a heel in the first place. It's just that he's not that good. He's not that good in the ring. And AEW's wrestling 
wipes the floor with anything that the main WWE show can do. NXT, maybe. But even NXT, it's like, I don't want to see a bunch of NXT stars get treated like crap when they go up to the main roster. Because it's happened too much. Uh, Physics Channel says, are you planning to watch Freeman? Uh, I, you know what? The trailer does have me somewhat interested in it, but yeah. Uh, 70B says, D-N-E-B-L-A-N-U, member bearers. I'm member, I'm member, all those. Tom Fox says, we're going to have Kelvin and Prime Timeline DCEU version, and it's going to cause so much chaos, and it's going to confuse so many audiences audience members that they're just going to be like no and guess what marvel's going in a very similar direction everything that marvel's doing right now with their whole time travel nonsense and all of it started back in endgame when they couldn't even follow their own rules and made up different rules halfway through and then none of it made any sense and literally in interviews the director and the writers disagreed on how time travel worked in their own movie i mean marvel's gonna have the same issue so it's always funny because like I'm not saying that you're doing this, by the way. This is just in general whenever I talk about it. It's always funny because DC fans, or rather DCEU stands, will come after me whenever I criticize them. MCU stands will come after me every time I criticize them. It's like they assume that I'm a fan of the other. It's like, no, no. Both of them have major issues going forward. And I'm not looking forward to really anything in either of those universes anymore. I'm looking more forward to smaller projects in maybe the DC worlds of dc whatever it is that they're calling it some of their smaller independent films but or more more independent smaller budget films but as far as the big budget stuff from both of them shazam 2 is probably the only bright spot that i can think of because that first image from shazam 2 i was like okay if they can have the same kind of fun they had in the in the first film hey just don't turn into ant-man 2 where the first ant-man was a lot of fun and then the second ant-man you're like okay anyway story poop is cuber says, I can't tell from the Dune trailer how it's going to work out. I guess I'll have to risk a theater appearance to find out. Yeah, and uh, hey, it's going to come out also on HBO Max at the same time. So if we get word or if there's an early screening and information comes out about it, that could influence mine and others' decisions. Uh, Sahil99, again, thank you for that super chat. Sorry it took 13 minutes to get to it, but as I always say, I fall behind in the chat, but I wanted to be able to highlight the super chat. So thank you again, Sahil. He says, hey, what's up with the Friday numbers for Snake Eyes? It's a great question, dude. Yeah, I was trying to find uh, the numbers coming out, but I'm going to tell you this, dude. None of the numbers are really looking all that great, to be perfectly honest. Like, Snake Eyes is lucky in that the film actually is not as costly as as some people might suspect. Like, I, I would have assumed that movie was going to be a hundred-plus million-dollar film, but I actually looked into it today and did the uh, an, an initial breakdown, because obviously I'll do my full breakdown either tomorrow or Monday. But Snake Eyes had an $88 million budget, $132 million when you count for typical marketing cost. So it's probably even more than that, but... You know, during the, during these times when the numbers are really looking really bad, hey, I'll give them I'll give them a, a little leeway there. But yeah, eighty eight million dollars for that film, and that and that film is coming in at number two as of Friday. Old is making more money. Old, which cost eighteen million by comparison. Yeah, um, and I think that that says a lot about 
people's thoughts about that specific film and people's thoughts especially about what's going on in the the fandom specifically that they were like nope this isn't it no thank you all righty let us see uh, Tina at 7.54, it's 8.07, so again, I'm behind once again. Uh, Tina says, I didn't name Domino's Pizza. If they want to call it Hawaiian, that's up to them. I order that one all the time, no pineapple. Again, that's so bizarre. That's not pineapple pizza. And again, it's a good thing, because pineapple pizza is anathema, but it is what it is. It is what it is. All righty. Let us see. Pebo Thulu, thank you for that super chat, and I will highlight it once I get back to it. Slicer, dude. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. The shape of water is the shape of the container. (laughs) The shape of water is also an incredibly boring and vastly overrated film. (laughs) Rome is falling. Thanks for tagging to say, is school out for you? How are you doing? How are you going to handle CRT if you don't mind me asking? Well, yeah, it's summer, dude. It's July. Of course I'm out. <laughs> it's it's summertime, bro. Um, though to be fair, I don't know where in the world you're you're coming from. So I know that there's different school systems uh, that have different uh, schedules and everything. And some schools are year round and and have those schedules. So that might be a reason why. But yeah, so I'm in a school system where we are. Um, in school for nine months out of the year, and then we are off typically the entire month of June, entire month of July, and then we start back early August, and we're usually out last week of last week or two of May. So we get about two full months off, and then maybe a week or so, and then of course we have different breaks throughout the year, uh, typically lining up with major holidays. Um, luckily, I'm in a private uh, Catholic school, so I don't really have to worry about CRT at this point. In time, all I can say is that if it ever pops up, it's not going to pop up very quietly. But I'm in a very lucky position. Um, and yeah, I just no way I could work in a public school situation. Uh, Pima Thulu says, I love the technical designs and Avatar. The spaceship was amazing. I, and I think I'm glad that you mentioned the ship. Because the argument that I will give for people who defend Avatar is that I think the world looks gorgeous. Ship design, too. When it comes to the creatures, I just see giant blue Smurf people, for lack of a better expression. And then everything else, I think, is, is kind of overrated other, other than that. And obviously, the story is, is complete garbage. Rob D says, Odin versus Anna on Martin Scorsese. Wait, she doesn't like Martin Scorsese? How do you not like Taxi Driver? Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, The Departed. So many films that are fantastic. That can't be right. That can't be right. She can't like Avatar and The Shape of Water, but not like Martin Scorsese movies. Come on. Come on, man. Brian Barr says, excited for Avatar 2. That film is taking forever to make. Bro, where have you been? You know I'm not. You know I cannot stand Avatar. I, you know how angry I am that James Cameron, instead of working on 4K restorations of some of his greatest films or working on something completely different, is instead st- spending the next 10, 15 years of his life doing Avatar crap. No, thank you. No, thank you. 
Uh, Physics Channel with Kenny Lee says, I've been teaching for 27 years. Nice, dude. I still got a ways to go, but I will catch up one day. I will catch up one day. Daniel Thorne over on DLab says, what is the purpose in God creating introverted and shy guys in a world where guys must be aggressor for women to be interested? That's a pretty deep question. I will say this much. I'm actually an introvert. I know you're asking yourself, but you do YouTube and you talk to people and stuff. Still an introvert. I get nervous around crowds, especially. Uh, if you want to see, there's I'm sure there's videos still up, but when I went to Star Wars, when I went to... Oh, I'm blanking out on the name of it. But anyway, the Star Wars convention that was in Chicago a couple years back, I was terrified a lot of the time. My anxiety was going like nuts. So all I can say is that we are given everything that we need in life and we are able to handle anything that we are given in life. The question is, do we use what we are given or do we not? It's pretty much the best that I can say to that at this point. CC Thorne, Titus say Shazam is fun, but still love the first Wonder Woman movie. The scene and score during the No Man's Land part is one of my favorites. I think that is a great sequence. I agree. The score, especially at that moment, is powerful. The issue that I have with the first Wonder Woman is, is CGI. And so that's where I'm definitely more affected uh, subjectively because I just am a kind of a snob when it comes to CGI stuff. And the beginning of that movie, there's a part where young Diana is falling and the CGI is so bad. And there's so many other parts as well with the villain too, where the CGI is just not very good. So I think I ended up giving that film a C plus as well. So I, I kind of have it in the same line with Aquaman where I think that there's entertainment value to both of those movies. But for me, I mean, Shazam is not just a fun movie. It's just also a well-made movie too. It with very, with very little, very few weaknesses. Uh, Slice of Neon says Aquaman 2 will fish tank. I see what you did there. Uh, Alara Harrison says, do you think gender swapping Liet Kynes in Dune 2021 was unnecessary and corrupt? The story by removing a father figure and affects general, general, generational memory of Dune characters. And here's a big issue, Alaric, is that I never have read the original Dune. So I'm going into this film mostly blind because the only thing that I have experienced as far as Dune is concerned is the original film, which I did not like because I don't like David Lynch. I don't think he's a talented director. I think he's style over substance and everything that he's ever done at least based on what I've seen of his work. And I've seen enough to where I don't want to watch any other David Lynch films. And I've, I've said that a lot of times on the channel. Um, so because I only have that kind of experience, I totally will give people who know a lot more about this universe than I do. I don't like when characters get gender swapped. I don't like when things in the story get changed when they don't have to, but I will absolutely try to go in as open-minded as I can. And try and give my honest thoughts and opinions about it. So honestly, at this point, I don't have much to say about it because I don't, I, I would feel dishonest if I was going to go off on a rant about it when I don't have as much knowledge or attachment to the characters as I know others do. Uh, Crisco says, it seems the most theatrical releases this year are having good opening weekends, but poor legs. Well, here's the problem, Crisco, is that people are actually overselling their weekends. 
I mean, when you look to Black Widow, for instance, and you look to that opening weekend for pandemic times, yeah, sure, it's strong opening weekend. But when you th- look to other years, you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually not as good as as I thought it was. When you compare it to other films that are similar in 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 structure or a part of the same universe, you start to realize that there's a lot of disconnect there. So, but you know, I will agree though that. The, the legs have been incredibly weak for a lot of movies this year, for sure. But the biggest issue, as I've mentioned consistently, is that when you have the same budgets that you had for films that were, again, back in 2019, being developed and made, and you still are releasing them to numbers that are far below expectations and won't be back to 2019 levels until 2023, according to experts, which, again... Experts could be completely wrong, but hey, what do we hear going on right now across the country? People in various states and countries are talking about doing another lockdown. I mean, it's just, obviously, I don't think that people are going to be as willing to give in to lockdowns across the world this time. I think more and more as time goes on, people are going to be more and more resistant to it. But at the end of the day, if a government agency decides to shut down theaters and the theaters have no other choice but to close or have to put limits on the number of people, you can see why there's this thought that there's going to be this huge problem when it comes to the box office going forward. Zywater says, The horrible acting in Aquaman is what turned me off to the film. I think that is a valid point. Briber95, I am curious if you have any strong feelings towards The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, one way or the other, because it's not like The Conjuring 1 and 2. Here's the thing, is that, yeah, I've actually never seen any of The Conjuring films. It's just not my style or or subject matter of movie. I I tend to avoid those types of films, actually. So, I don't, actually. Uh, Thirsty Warrior, even woke Olympics are tanking in the ratings. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how, during a year and a half, when people have been more at home than ever before streaming has not been salvific for these companies. If that is not a huge message, like especially over the last year, if it was not a huge message that you literally have people who are stuck at home and even then you couldn't get them to turn your stuff on. At that point, it's like, I have to give up hope. I have to give up hope that you're ever going to realize anything. If that is not a giant wake up call for you. General Wingster says, Roman Reigns or John Cena? Good Lord, no. No, no, no. 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 Hell no. I'm not gonna not gonna answer that. I choose none of the above. I would say. Okay. I'll take that back. If I was forced to choose any of them, I would lean, not choose, towards John Cena only because of the memes. Because even though I can't stand John Cena, I do love the, and his name is John Cena. Like, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I like. <laughs> then it does relate to that. It says, have you seen the movie The One and Only 1978? It's a comedy a movie about professional wrestling in the 50s directed by Carl Reiner. No, I haven't. But you have me at Carl Reiner. Alice McCarthy says, so that's a no on Cena vs. Roman for the title at SummerSlam. That is going to be cringe. Marcus Cato, thank you for being here. You have two people who can't wrestle wrestling for the title. Great. 
The only time that Cena's ever looked good is when he's had someone else to carry him in a match. You want to know why people still always say Punk versus Cena is one of the best matches of all time in recent memory? It's because Cena is is not a good wrestler, but CM Punk is, and also it's because of all of the story surrounding that match that it had any real interest to it whatsoever. Anyway. There's my little rant, my little wrestling rant. It's been a while. Dab Milwaukee with the five. Got to run and play a game with the family. Have fun with the family, dude. Have fun. We got about 11 minutes left here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peebathulu. Peebathulu, thank you for another super chat. He says, uh, my last Dune comment, honest. <laughs> Look up the Dune board game. It's a masterpiece. Finally found a new print run after playing the old original to paper falling apart deceased state. Dude, I always love when older games or books movies that are out of print and you can't get them and you only have these rundown versions get a new life. That's awesome, dude. I'm not much of a board game person, to be honest, but that's awesome. Thank you for that super chat. Thank you for letting me know about it. Uh, Fear of FEMA. What's going on, Fear of FEMA? Are you... Is that in Fearter? Because I know the name in Fearter and that looks like the same image and Inferter is a member. But if the name has been changed, I kind of got to know. <laughs> now I'm scrolling up the chat to be like, did he change his name? I can't tell. Oh, man. I don't even know if it's in this chat anymore. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. All right. Zion Waters says, thoughts on the Olympic Games Really haven't watched... Okay, Fear of FEMA is just some guy. Okay, so he does have a very similar image. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> I do have the live chat up over here just in case anything crazy happens, but... Um, well, thank you. Uh, I haven't been watching it. My wife is a big fan of the Olympics, so she was watching the opening ceremony, and I will say that the opening ceremony performance was... I, it was fine. It was cool. But, oh my gosh, the commentary was just so cringe. Like... Every five seconds of them reminding and being like, like, oh, the past year and all the lives and the, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, just stop it. Like it was, especially the, the NBC commentary was awful. Um, as again, no surprise there. But one cool moment, I will shout out that I will shout out that opening ceremony for one reason. They gave kudos. They gave a shout out to what was it the 1978 Israeli team. And apparently, based on the commentary, this is the only this is the only valuable commentary that was given the entire night. That has not been done since 1978. No Olympics has acknowledged in an opening ceremony that team that was killed by Palestinians. So the fact that Japan was just going to be like, "Boom, we are, we're going to say it. We're we're going to throw that that support." I was just like, all right, that's kind of cool. But I haven't, I haven't been watching anything else. I've heard the news, of course, though, that first um, loss of the women's American soccer team, that was awesome. And it's so sad. And I think it was what Matt Walsh on Twitter, he had said, like, he's cheering against Team USA when it comes to the women's soccer. And it's like, for me, it's like, isn't it sad that we've come to the point where the team is so vocally stupid and vocally political that even their own, even their own country 
is rooting against them, or at least members of their country are rooting against them. Like, think about how bad that has to be. Anyway, Forever Sci-Fi's member says, I grew up with G.I. Joe, and I've not liked any of the live-action movies. Hated how they killed off CoverGirl like she was just a random guard. Yeah, I mean, the other ones, for me, again, not having any real knowledge of the original uh, series or, or any connection to it. For me, I was like, the first one was, I guess, popcorn fluff. Like, it was fine popcorn, f- you know, thoughtless. Not a good film, but thoughtless, subjectively thoughtless, fun. And then the second one was just really bad. And it was blah, blah, blah. So, uh, General Wingster says, same here. I'm looking forward to Shazam and the Batman Long Halloween. Jensen Ackles is playing Batman. Really? I want to. I don't know if I had heard about that yet or not. I don't know if I had heard about that yet or not. Uh oh no! How do you hate Goodfellas? It's got one of the most iconic opening lines of all time. You know, all my life I wanted to be a gangster. I mean, come on, dude! Come on, man! So heel ninety nine. Thanks for tagging. Says I started watching FNT about six to eight months ago. How did you and Gary and the gang get together? Uh, I've answered this on a previous stream, but I'll—I'll I'll guess I'll—I'll I'll reference it where a lot of us were already in the same community as far as you know topics that we covered. All of us at that time, especially, would consider ourselves to be a part of the Phantom Menace. I still do. Um, I know some others in the uh, panel have kind of moved away from that. And again, everyone's going to have their own thing. Uh, but basically, it just came down to the fact it all came in. Um, response to the high council falling apart uh so once the high council fell apart there was obviously this void and i if if i'm again my memory is not always the best but i believe it was i had reached out to gary and said hey you know he was already doing the friday show with comics division like he was already doing that it was awesome and i was like hey i just say you know you should know like you know with the high council now kind of being gone um because at that time right there was just this 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 huge empty space there you know, I was saying, hey, you know what might be a good idea is to get a bunch of people in the community together and have like a panel show to kind of try and fill that void a little bit. And uh, and he was like, I was already thinking about this. And so that kind of sparked it all together. And over time, you know, eventually as got brought on, Ryan got brought on as a as a permanent member, too. So, yeah. There's probably a lot more to it than that, but. <laughs> That that's how my my memory remembers it. Tina says no. Anna doesn't like Scorsese or the Godfather movies. I've heard her reasons. I don't agree. She doesn't like the Godfather. Again, she doesn't like some of the most, some of the best classic films of all time, and yet she'll try and say that she can defend Avatar and The Shape of Water. Sure, sure. Baba Yogi, thank you for the super chat. Says Pig Nick Cage. It's great. I hate Nick, but wow, wow. So you don't even like Nick cage but you liked it interesting it is on my list it is on my list of things to see unfortunately it's only playing at the amc near me and the amc near me has no early show times so i can't make it work with my schedule during the week sadly uh zion water says for me one of the biggest problems with avatar was just the term unobtainium it's so unoriginal yeah not to mention the entire sto- dude the entire story is unoriginal it's dances with wolves meets fern gully meets Pocahontas. Like, all of those three are better films, and it just borrowed the story. Uh, Pibathulu says, I just want to see how they explain the sequel when it takes decades to travel from Earth to Smurfyville. Oh, man. And I bet it's going to be awful. 
Garrett Banjo Sandwich. Avatar 2 is a blue movie rated PG. Is it really? <laughs> Interesting. Klein Dropper, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. All right, I've got a few minutes left, so I do need to wrap things up. So please, if y'all could uh, slow down on the tags, because I'm going to start going into members-only comments um, after this one. Evan S. says, i never seen Avatar. The trailer didn't tell me the story. Also, I like to be contrarian, so I watch movies that aren't popular by critics. Cool. All righty then. So, again, apologies, but I do need to start skipping some comments. So, uh, I'm only going to be reading members' comments. And, of course, if you have super chatted uh, over the past, because I know a couple people have super chatted as well. But, again, it's because we are running out of time. Last time I went way over, and so I'm trying to make sure I end closer to time. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, Hollywood back the lockdowns and help spread the fear. You reap what you sow. Agreed. Absolutely. The sad thing is, is that it's they're not the ones getting hurt by this, sadly enough. Like, when we talk about the box office numbers and the massive losses, they are like, oh, that's okay. We have friends in the government. We're going to be totally fine. So they're not concerned. But while the movie theaters, on the other hand, while some might argue that the bigger theaters might also have friends as well, I mean, at the end of the day, who's shutting down? Movie theaters or what you have going on with uh, actors? Because I don't see any actors shutting down. I don't see any actors' careers being ended. I don't see any of them falling into financial straits. I do see tons of theaters, tons of theater chains. Also, don't don't forget, when it comes to theater chains, even massive ones like AMC, you have regional theater owners who are going out of business, who are losing their jobs. And so even if you don't like AMC or you don't like their uh, their past associations with, with China, which I totally understand, it's real people getting affected. So, All right. Gomer Kyle 79 thank you for that $5. That's a super chat. He says, drop by to say hail. It's movie night and the wife has the pick. She picked the last three Twilight movies. Help. Have you watched Let Him Go yet? I have not watched Let Him Go, but oh my goodness. No, you're watching three Twilights. I understand movie night. Movie night typically is like one movie. Three? You're watching three? What? Come on, man. Sean the Movie Man, thank you for the super chat, says, Olden, have you seen Pig with Nick Cage? Please review. I've not seen it yet. I want to. I'm praying that an earlier showtime opens up this week. I have not looked at the movie schedule recently. Uh, Adam and the Clan, what's going on, bro, over on DLive? Thank you for being here, man. Uh, R.I.P. Huggies. Oh, no, no, no. That's sad. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, C.C. Thorne, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, Enough of the small fry movies, Odin. Ben-Hur or the Ten Commandments. Saw both in my movie class in Catholic school. Ten Commandments, still my favorite of the two. Uh, Out of those two, if I had to choose, I would probably say Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur, for me, is much more rewatchable than Ten Commandments. (laughs) Daniel Thorne, you're not alone anymore. You're not alone. Uh, Aussie ministers recently confirmed 19 could be spreading by COVID-19 by spread by people farting. Could this lead to popcorn being banned? Good Lord, dude. Really? They will come up with everything and anything to try and get people locked down again. It's sick. It's disgusting. All righty. Again, apologies, people, if you had tagged me earlier, but 
when I fall behind like this, I do have to go to members only. Forever Sci-Fi, Goodfellas gave us go- good feathers, always a win. Oh my, yes! Isn't that a Tiny Toon Adventures? Is that the good feathers or was it Animaniacs? It was one of those two. Oh man, that's a good shout. Good shout. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Alrighty then, getting close to the end here. Again, members only, members only. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I, if I randomly, if I skipped anyone, apologies. Uh, Gomacall79, who is a member, says, I get pick next weekend. Nice, yes! Dude, make her watch three of the manliest films of all time. Forever Sci-Fi, three Twilight movies. Was a doghouse not an option? <laughs> I I plead the fifth. What does that What does that mean in this context? It means no. <laughs> it means no. This might be your night, but I say no. I am putting my foot down. <laughs> Alrighty then. I have now caught up. Um, Okay, Joey Horn, I'm not saying it's not. I said more rewatchable. Notice how I said more rewatchable and not not rewatchable? Just just wanted to put that out there, man. Just wanted to put that out there. All right? Calm down. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, man. Um, of course, Alex McCarthy likes Twilight. Good Lord, man. All right? <laughs> Thank you all so very much. Uh, for being here tonight. I really do appreciate the love and support. Please make sure that y'all smash that like button before you head out. Light out that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Also, please make sure that you send a huge thank you to the mods to the Valkyrie tonight. So, 70B and Tina B, make sure you show them some love. Also, if you want to support the channel, check out the top link in the video description, and it'll bring you to this new thing. It's called Willow, which happens to be the name of one of my dogs. But it's this new thing from Streamlabs, and essentially it's just a way that I can put all of my links together in one location. So instead of having to have a bunch of links all together, um, you can just go to this. I'll put it in the chat too. So if you want to go there, it'll tell you where my website is, my channels on the various platforms, all of my social media sites too, ways to support the channel as well. So tons of options there. But anyway... Uh, it's really cool to have something like that where all of them can just be confined all together. Exactly, Tom Fox. Just like a business card. Absolutely like a business card. Uh, anyway, thank you again so much for your love and spat. Also, if you could all, after you watch this, uh, after this stream, if y'all could watch or at least drop a like on my latest video on A Quiet Place Part 2 4K review, because the algorithm on YouTube was like, screw you. And then a bunch of random people found it to dislike it. So if y'all could do that, I'd appreciate it. It'd be nice. But anyway, before I head out, let me shout out my YouTube members who are at the Army of Asgard level and above, as that is a part of your membership perks. So a shout out to Gonzalo Bargali, Soul Extraction, Nico Blue, Forky, George Moilo, Mondo Spieler, Grimm's Math, Riff Magos, Wicked Plumber, Sean McDee, Gomer Kyle, 79, Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all very much for being members at the Army of Asgard level and above. Thank you again for your love and for your support tonight 
And thanks to all of the members for being here tonight and for everyone who also came by and dropped donations. Super Chats really does mean a lot. And again, thank you all so much for that love and for that attention. Anyway, that's going to be it for me. Please make sure y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend and pray for me as I will pray for you as well as we go into this last week of July. And hopefully we'll be getting some good new movies at some point. Hopefully we'll get some more films like Nobody or Quiet Place Part 2 or as many of you have been saying, like Pig. But we'll see what happens. And also be on the lookout for more movie reviews and I'll be trying to see a bunch of films um, this week to try and see as many as I possibly can before going back into the work grind and try also to do some more retro reviews. I've fallen away from my Zatoichi film uh, binge recently. I got halfway through. I still love the film. Still want to go back to them. So hopefully I can get back to that as well. Anyway, yeah, also want to see old. So when I mentioned, saw mentioned old too. So pig and old are both on the list of things that I want to see. Anyway, that is it for me tonight, everyone. You all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribestar members. Andrew Hoyle, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P., Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon, and also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J. Ra the beer guru, and ZK Man. And I also want to make sure to shout out my Locals members. I am now available over at Locals.com, and I've got two monthly supporters over there. The first of my local supporters is Goblin Squatch. Shout out to you, good sir. And also, I now have a second supporter over on Locals.com, and that is Robert Barnes. Shout out to both of you very much. Thank you very much for supporting me on that new platform at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. If you want to find out more information about that, go check out my Locals uh, page. You can find the link in the description, and it tells you everything that you would get in that Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is right now the only level available on that platform. And I also want to make sure to shout out any new Patreon members. And for right now, I want to shout out Mondo Spieler, who is my newest member over on Patreon. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. It gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger. 
where we have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once a month podcast exclusively where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level. And we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.